Well, good afternoon, everybody. That was the longest intro ever. That was like most people on here are like, why is there no skip intro button on this shit? Why is there no skip intro? Um, I hope you're all having a great week. Killing it here. If you noticed, um, uh, Steph, you guys changed the Facebook page. So, yeah. So just adapting to that uh, until about an hour ago. We didn't even have access to the unbullshitified living group. So, so that's fixed. So thanks for that. And you'll resume regular posting later today, maybe. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and thanks for everyone who reached out and said, what happened? <laughs> what happened is technology and you know, who's not adept at it, this guy. <laughs> and so they just, uh, fortunately they saw it coming. Facebook is streamlining. They're doing a lot of cool things and, and again, uh, we have no choice, so so we have to roll with it. We're we're their guests, so uh, we have to roll with it. And and I'm I'm happy to be here. Um, uh, <laughs> Melissa, that's how big was the shot? Uh, it was a regular shot. The chocolate cake, however, was not a personal chocolate cake, even though I treated it as one. <laughs> even though I treated it as a personal chocolate cake. Uh, Steph, how'd we do on the? Um, on the the cheating show i got a lot of dms i saw a lot of dms i'm sure you saw a lot i think that there's a lot of good conversation that came out of it i i thought i would make more people mad than i did but turns out i didn't did you get any uh messages from the guys saying hey what you doing or um no not even that i got messages from the guys mm -hmm. um but theirs were more like you thank you saying thank you for giving the point of view of men which is not often given which i don't think that's true but maybe men feel that's true um but also having that insight of of they think it's more funny like when i'm saying like hey you're paying attention to this and she hasn't had an orgasm in months they think it's funny but it's actually i'm i'm, I'm just saying something that could help you out <laughs> i'm actually telling you something <laughs> that could help you out and so um, in that in that world, there was nobody really angry, not as angry as they get at the meanwhile ends. Oh, geez. Those meanwhile ends, those, some of those messages, they're just brutal. Right. I got yelled at. I, did you guys see, for those of you who follow the meanwhile ends, there was one, I, I've posted pictures of it before, but this was a video of the Northern Lights. In Norway. Now, I saw the Northern Lights when I was in Minot, North Dakota. Um, and it was beautiful. It, was, it wasn't like this, like this, mm -hmm. this video in Norway. So very rarely do you see a video. So here's a video of the Northern Lights in Norway. That it's, there's no light, um, uh, no lights interfering. It's just these beautiful, it's snowy ground and these beautiful green dancing Northern Lights to which most people said, wow, that's amazing, incredible. And to what some people were like, what about the South Bronx? What about downtown Chicago? What? And just, come on, <laughs> just send me something then. Send me something that's beautiful in the South Bronx and I'll post it. I don't, I'm not against the South Bronx, just it's not in my feed when I look and explore beautiful things. The South Bronx doesn't come up as often as the Maldives or Switzerland. Switzerland, it seems like all all year long, 
Switzerland's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with Switzerland? What's the deal <laughs> with Switzerland? Why is it? Um, is it? Is it like where it is? But it's super north, right? So you know the, those winter pictures. You know that's cold. Yeah. Like that's got to mm-hmm. be so cold because if you look at it in the map, like I, I gauge everything in proper American. I gauge everything. We're like, dude, you're north of Vermont. Your shit's freezing. Like, if you're north of that, if you're north, if you're in northern, to me, northern Canada, that is freezing. And that's where like Sweden and that stuff is. I remember reading an article. I think it was last year. Uh, it was an article on um, Sweden and how it was a business article on how air conditioning companies had to adjust for a couple of years because Sweden, because their climate changed a little bit or, 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 or spiked in some way, Sweden, for the first time in their entire history, in the dead of summer, the Swedish people were starting to look for air conditioners. I thought that was really interesting and one note in a business article on how companies like, all right, well, how do we get these air conditioners to Sweden to a small enough market that that um, benefits us, um, but at the same time gives us the opportunity that if this trend does continue, we can own the market in Sweden. So that was like the boring business article that I was reading. However, what I was thinking was, you live in a place that it's just now you might need an air conditioner? What? Unbelievable. No, thank you. I'll look at you in pictures. I will look at you in pictures. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, it's Melissa, you're 63 there today? What? So is that normal for you? That can't be normal, right? That can't be normal. So I want, oh, wow. See, I didn't know that. See, I want that. I want 63. I want 63. I want 33. Are you kidding me? We hit a cold. We hit like a cold streak. Um, We had a cold streak and it just hasn't gone away. It hasn't been snowy. I'll take that. But we had a cold streak that hasn't gone away. And uh, and more and more, when I post those Maldives, when I post the Bora Bora um, or uh, summertime, you know what's in Canada? That Banff National Park, mm-hmm. which I did not know existed until I started doing these meanwhile ins. Um, yes, I did. And, and uh, I, I posted one. I posted one after you sent that. Um, yeah, like those places that I never knew existed. Um, I want to go to all of them in the summer. <laughs> Side note. Banff is so beautiful in the winter, and I hope the people who like to go in boots and that kind of crazy shit I see pictures in, uh, awesome. But I'm more of like a flip-flop guy in the summer, so, and I don't own those type of hiking boots. Cool boots, man. I don't own them. Never owned them. Never going to own them. So uh, the last the last boots like that I owned, I was 18 to 22 in the military. I'll never own boots. Oh, you need boots to climb that? Yeah, then I'm not climbing that. Nope. You got something I can climb in flip-flops? Thanks. And so I'm like, I'm like a bitter ex to winter. You are. I really am. I'm like that bitter ex. You know, people start the narcissism page and like, let me tell you about, I'm going to start like a the winter, the winter hate page. So like when winter when winter gets a new job, I'm going to call that job. And you don't even know what winter did to me. 
<laughs> oh my god are you okay it was, it was the, you know it was the early 90s but yeah like i'm gonna do that I, and i didn't realize it until maybe it was you that pointed it out to me stuff that was like dude why are you so angry at some shit that happened in 93 <laughs> I, <know. laughs> like, I don't know that is a great point but i i think it's like a ptsd from being so cold and having those moments where, you know, I was military police, so I was out there, like you're outside and everyone's inside because it's too cold for them. And then you have to search something and you're like, well, can you, can you bring the police dogs? And then these dudes tell you, no, you have to stay out here because it's too cold for the dogs. <laughs> Wait, the do it's hard. It's mean to do it to the dog, but I'm standing, <laughs> I'm standing out here for 12 hours. And they're like, no, here's your generation heater. And they bring out this thing that they heat the outsides of airplanes with. And so this thing's blowing on you for 12 hours. It's too cold for you not to stand there and let it blow on you. It's too cold. You'll, you'll die, literally. So you're there, but it's like a bad muffler. So when you leave, you smell like, you know, jet fuel oh you smell like kerosene you know it, it, because it's just it's just hitting you the whole time it, it can't be healthy for no. your 18 year old little body but uh yeah i do i do uh oh melissa writes it's actually warmer than what i said rude where is rude. she she's in colorado colorado and so yeah so you are enjoying that, that 65 that's that's respectable weather yeah, I want it to be 65 here so that uh, I can go outside and not, you know, and not <laughs> go outside and do it. I can go to Central Park. That would be nice. You're not allowed inside anywhere here, but uh, I can go to Central Park and that would be nice again. Um, the social media, before you switched over and, and you're giving it a little break, we were doing well, right? We were, we were at 17 million reach, yeah. which is amazing. And uh, a lot of people enjoying our, our, our posts. We posted the last post we posted last night was the was the in French. Let me just pull it up. Here. Oh, the I miss you and you are missing from me. Yeah, in French you don't yeah. say I miss you. You say tu me manques, which means you are missing from me. I love that. It's all actually all Latin based languages have the same thing. Um, that meme just happens to be the French one because it tends to be a, a more romantic tilt to it. And then uh, I posted with, this is funny, fun fact, I posted with it, Missing You Comes in Waves, a text, uh, Missing You Comes in Waves, tonight I'm drowning, Beautiful. right? Beautiful, powerful, and received that way. So there's, for those of you who like country music, there's a country music singer named Chris Young who, who sings a song called Drowning. And in the song, the chorus is missing you comes in waves and tonight I'm drowning. So a lot of people point out like, oh, I love that song. I love that song. And I point out, I do too. And I love Chris Young's music. However, <laughs> I wrote and posted that five years before he sang that song. But that happens so often. And, and it doesn't drive me crazy like it drives Steph crazy. It, drives me so crazy. It, it happens so often. So here's the thing that happens as a writer. As a writer, you write things and yes, it's yours. And, and, and if you want to fight for copyright, it's great, especially if you publish it, um, which I do. And, and I could be a lot more of a, 
I'm a mean guy like that. And I'm just not. And it drives Steph crazy that I'm not. Um, but what happens when you're an author in the world of social media is that you can write something and post something and say something. If, but if another person copies it and doesn't credit you and they're more famous than you, they said that. Yeah. And that's how that works. It ha it's happened with like Miley when, when, when Miley Cyrus first started, where she was, she's is uh, a fan of, of the stuff I write. When she first started posting it, she was like just copying and pasting the, the quote. And then people are like, oh, I love this quote by Miley. <laughs> and she had to be like, no, actually, it's this guy. I love his stuff. And then she would post it with my name because she saw. But some of those quotes just stayed hers. Now, even though they're not the public consciousness that they are. So when I posted that Missing You Comes in Wave tonight, I'm drowning. A lot of people are like, hey, Chris, I love that Chris Young song. <laughs> and I do, too. I just mine predates his song by over five years. Yeah. And so, um, but that happens with a bunch of songs. Um, some songs give us credit. Who is the one? The um, There's some really popular songs that actually give me credit for lines that they use. Uh, and some don't. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, I don't. Again, I, I think a simple, if anyone wanted to get really that in-depth about it, it's a simple Google search. You know, a simple Google search sees what predates what. But for me, I, I just love that it's out there. I, I just love that it's out there. There's a popular Kelly Clarkson song that is your quote. I know this. <laughs> and I know like at the time that she was writing it, she was reposting our stuff and sending me messages yeah. on how much she likes our stuff. And again, I don't think they do it out of malice. I think I that there are writers. And also that's the thing with memes. The thing with memes is sometimes you read a bunch, you're scrolling and you think a thought's yours but you were just scrolling and happened to see this post or, or maybe they see it, you know, like, um, um, what's the one, um, rejected, redirected. Every yeah. time I thought I was being rejected for something good, I was actually being redirected or something better. That one gets stolen from me all the time in the sense that they took one of the original arts that you did Steph, uh -huh. and they just cropped out my name. So they kept the quote, but cropped out my name. So whoever posts it, the people who are sharing it tend to, you know, tend to give it credit. Um, and so you could be a songwriter and read that and not see my name on it and just say, oh, that's a really good idea. Let me adapt this to a song. So I don't think it's out of malice. We've had, you know, um, you know, uh, Hoda who writes great books and shares so many uh, great things and has, has even mentioned on the Today Show how much she loves my, uh, my stuff. And she, she published a book called I've, I've Loved You Since Forever, which is, you know, the, the tagline of one of my quotes from from my very first book and again i don't even know she knows it she's just a fan of my stuff and she probably read a bunch of it and some of it sticks um and so for me i find that to be an honor i know it drives you crazy stuff um but for me i find that to be an honor that's uh to me it's just it's more important that that those sentiments get out there than than that i be credited for it what does it what does that do for me yeah I know you disagree and that's why you're quiet. Yeah. But I, for me, it's whatever. Okay. <laughs> the some people are going to love you no matter what you do. And some people will never love you no matter what you do. Go where the love is. I love that so much because so many people get caught up in 
it's it's chasing something that they and and the 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 alternate of what we don't want sticks right mm -hmm. so what we don't want sticks and so that is a challenge and why you have to post that one pretty often is because you do need that reminder. I just showed you why you need that reminder. I just told you I post pictures of Meanwhile In and most of the comments are great. Ask me to quote one of those comments. I can't. Mm -hmm. But I'll quote the ones that are like, what about the South Bronx? <laughs> like you, you go to where that is. So yes, you can have a, a bunch of people tell you you're awesome. You can have a bunch of people tell you you're you're beautiful or handsome. You can have a bunch of people tell you that, but the one person, the one comment that's like, dude, what's with your face? And it's like, Oh, that's the one. That's the one, you know? And so again, like I was saying earlier, it's not, it's not, you never figure this out. You just figure out ways to deal with things that can hurt you. You get that. That's why it's emotional self-defense, you know, self-defense in general you never figure out totally to be safe from someone mugging you or punching you or being violent against you physically or emotionally. So you never figure that out because humans are humans. What you do is you figure an emotional self-defense, just like you figure physical self-defense. You find ways to protect yourself from others and from yourself while you work on making those adjustments to make yourself not as vulnerable. Um, remember in training and in combat, uh, I would be told to adjust and adjust, maybe stand a little bit more sideways. May you make yourself thinner when you stand sideways. And I, what do you mean you make yourself thinner? Well, you, you're, when you're square on somebody, you just give them all these targets. But when you turn a little bit sideways, you, you give them less targets. You know, you, you want to give the person who wants to hurt you less targets. And of course, I'm like, whoa, that's life right there. And when you make those adjustments and whether it's on social media or in your life and you, you change people's pictures on your phone, all, those are adjustments that you're learning in emotional combat, fights that you don't necessarily want to be in that you're in. Have you ever noticed that there are some people who, who it seems like they're in a show or a contest that you're not in? Yeah. Like they're performing on something that you're not performing on. Now you could laugh at that, but also realize like, oh, wow, like they're doing something. They're in something with me that I'm not in with them. Mm -hmm. uh, but let me pay attention to that. And so, yeah, you want to minimize those targets. You want to minimize um, how susceptible you are to that pain, whether it be physical, uh, literally physical or emotional. So, yes, going to where the love is really, really matters. It, it really does. This quote did really well too. An environment that is not safe to disagree is not an environment focused on growth. It's an environment focused on control. What's more relevant now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone try to have a conversation with anybody today? Jeez, <laughs> just talk about, do what Melissa did. Talk about the weather and chocolate cake. You'll never <laughs> get an argument. You talk about weather and chocolate cake and everyone's your buddy. Don't say anything about anything else. Um, I said, what did I say to a friend? Like, and, and I don't talk politics with anybody. I don't talk politics with anybody ever. I don't talk politics with myself. Like I don't, I'm indifferent to most things. If you all haven't noticed, but I brought up, um, there was a, uh, with the, with the, um, 
passing of the the last bill that got got U.S. taxpayers whatever money you 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 got right got most taxpayers some money right um, with the passing of that bill they also passed something that the government had government uh, applicable government agencies have 180 days to provide a full disclosure of all evidence plus information they have on UFOs. For me, super exciting. And so, and I love that it was just snuck into that. Um, yeah, I posted the American flag, Denise, and that was bananas. That was banana. So, um, and so the, uh, they, they uh, included with that bill 180 days to yeah to full disclosure to ufo stuff so for me i'm like woo woo. anyone who's into that stuff knows that 2020 was already amazing for ufo stuff and so uh i was really excited about it. so talking to a buddy of mine that i keep i keep in touch with uh and i'm and i said i said uh well it looks like at least the, that cool full disclosure something we've always had in common I said, at least the full disclosure thing's pretty cool uh, as far as what, like an actual government agency, not just some dude going like, yeah, you know what I heard, like an actual government agency, like this is what we know, this is what we don't know. To me, I love that so much better than, uh, than, than people saying, and then they took me and I don't know what they did, but my bottom hasn't felt the same scent, like whatever it is. I'm not as interested in that as I am in the pe in the people who 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 are in charge and have like an actual. So I was telling him like at least we'll f for the first time we'll get an actual full disclosure from the agencies themselves. Now we all know they lie to a degree, but it's still the first disclosure of even having them lie. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic. And he comes back with, huh. Maybe the aliens will be better at governing than we are. And it went into, <laughs> and I was like, that's it. This conversation's over. How did you turn aliens into your political views? And, and, and it's like, uh, and it's like aggressive. So again, someone I talk to all the time who conversations are always light and nonsense. It turned aggressive instantly. Like at least it's blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, Bro, how'd you turn in this into how do you turn alien disclosure into government politics? It's like, what? You don't think it's happening? What do you mean? This is the time for jeez. I was like, all right, gotta go. My dog's barking. You don't have a dog. I know you don't have a dog. <laughs> oh, my dog's barking, my cat's meowing, whatever it is. You don't have pets. You know, yeah, I gotta go. But <laughs> but like uh it, it's it's just the way um it's just it's just so crazy yeah georgia i posted two political things that that i didn't think were political one of them i i was i was short-sighted to not think it was political so the one was i want to say it was like the day after maybe the election maybe it was the day after and and, and for me it was more like hey everybody Times square's empty at 9 30 a.m like and again, remember that the, the I did the on the on our unbullshitified page, the New York Public Library in Bryant Park empty. It was like nine twenty, like just empty, empty. Like on a weekday, so I was more fascinated that Times Square was empty on a weekday, right? And it was it was right after election night, so it was the next day. 
Yeah, the Biden-Harris pick. So I posted, like, I thought it was interesting because nothing had been said in either direction. And so I posted, like, hey, interesting. Is this too soon or right on time? I think that my language should have been, my language led it, like, you versus you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think I messed up instead of just posting the picture. But I needed to, I don't know what I could have said differently because I needed to not just post the picture. Cause then if I just posted the picture, it would have seemed like I was endorsing that like way to go. So I'm not sure what I was thinking. I should have just not posted it at all, but I was curious, like, Hey, when you put it in the middle of times square like that, and you announce a winner that hasn't been announced yet in either direction, what do you all think? And I thought we were going to have a good discussion. And I think that people even attacked my dog and cat that I don't have. I think they <laughs> attacked everybody. And so, um, um, uh, yeah, it was, Melissa asked, did you have coffee before that post? It was like 930. I had been up. I had lunch before that post. Are you kidding? Um, it, but yeah, so you, you find that people just attack. And then the other one, as Denise said, I just, things were chaotic people were like getting stomped and new york city is getting boarded up again you can't fly anywhere so i i posted a picture of wait for it the american flag (laughs) a decorated military veteran posted the picture of an american flag no words the flag of the country i live in no words and if you guys think the comments were bad, you should have seen what was in the DMs. And so, and it's like, because people don't know, yeah, because people don't know which side I was on, because it's not, I don't, you can't know because I don't ever talk about it. And so because they didn't know, some people left it alone and some people, it made them more angry. It was, it was as though I answered their text with, Okay, you know, I get that, that kind of anger, <laughs> that kind of anger that, that comes from something like that. And so, it, so, yeah, so I just stay away from that altogether. We just had all of that stuff happen at the Capitol. First time that's ever happened in, since, since the original war that made us us. And I didn't say shit. I, I, I acted like, oh, let me. Let's post another breakup post. <laughs> Let's do sunshine. Let's do anything that doesn't involve. I got one of the videos I did here. You know, people send me clothing. So right, like I'm wearing a Bazinga shirt now, but people send me clothing. And some of it I like, and I don't think about what it is. And someone's like, oh, that's a shirt. That's a hunting shirt. How could you buy? You're like, God, are you part of the storming of the jeez or it's a shirt or it's a shirt like it's so it's it's every reason and and i don't see steph's face but i can totally see see steph's face it's every reason why for a decade she's like nope nope not my name not my face not my anything you she's like you are the reason i will never be on social media because you for years got hundred percent of it, right? I never even looked at any of the messages. Yeah. And so you just see how it's just it's 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 a it's a crazy thing. But keeping back to that post, you know, as you recognize it, whatever whatever parameters of your life you're in, and whatever parameters give you exposure to the outside world, 
finding those places that are spiritual vitamins, that are soulful vitamins are really, really important. Wherever you are, whatever, whatever you're doing on your journey, uh, however, however early or late in the game uh, you have, like that, that's just find those spiritual vitamins and more importantly, find those things that, that uh, are the opposite of that. Find those toxic, those toxic things that, that will never stop being toxic. We just have to learn to not be so addicted to it. It's sad. Some people are damaged and damaged people damage people. They've lost belief in themselves and their projections will convince you to doubt yourself too. Help them if you can, if they want to be helped. If not, listen closely when I tell you to get the F out of there. Did you guys put the F like you would say? F star star star. All right. All right. So you so it's not the actual word. No, we will get a lot of angry All comments. Right. Um Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 that thing and I think I get some flack for this one because sometimes people are like you're just leaving people for dead and it's not that. It goes and that's that's one of the issues of having a jukebox page is that sometimes it doesn't tell the story like that. Um, but people who are around enough see that I'm like, hey, help others, help others. But I'm also like, hey, there's a difference between you pulling them up and them pulling you down. And you have to pay, pay attention to that difference because they're not paying attention to that difference. And then suddenly, and suddenly you've been pulled down and, and on the rare occasion, they're up. And then you're like, now help me. And they're like, what? Who, who this? <laughs> who new phone who this like, wait a minute and so uh yeah you, you have to recognize that and some people i think the key to that one is 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 for me the the game changer so for me the game changer is do you under do you recognize that there's an issue here do you recognize there's an issue with your behavior do you recognize that even if you don't think there's an issue with your behavior, do you recognize where your behavior harms our uh, relationship? And if their answer is no, from that moment on, all you are doing is wasting your time and your energy. And that sucks. And it's really hard to see. And that's why I ended that, that piece with, listen when I tell you. It's me, it's me hoping that people trust me enough of a voice of reason. Listen, it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm pulling them in close intimately into my eyes. I'm like, listen when I tell you, get the fuck out of there. Because it, they will, the only thing that happens is you lost your time. Because it's happening anyway. It's going that way anyway. Um, it's just whether you're going to cry for a day or two uh, after breaking it off or whether you're going to cry for the next few years and then end up breaking it off anyway. Um, and that sucks. It's, it's a, it's a, unless you're a sociopath, letting go isn't easy. Unless you're a sociopath, even if it's from an abusive relationship, walking away isn't easy. It's you will you will be backstabbed, bruised, bleeding, broke, hungry, all that stuff. And you'll and you'll still 
walk away crying and heartbroken and devastated. That's that's the normal healthy human. That's just how that goes. Um, and so so recognizing that if we if we can, you know, that's like one of my things where where we joke and I say, you need somebody in your life to tell you the baby's ugly. You know, that's one of those things where like, hey, listen, when I tell you, get the F out of there. Like it's this is my baby's ugly moment. I know you don't see it. I know that you have all of this hope and and it's going to be the the, the hope you think you're watering them in is actually going to be what drowns you. And and that's just it sucks. It's just how it goes. And, and after 20 years of experiencing it and hearing others experience it and and being in there with them as as they're the ones walking away or needing to walk away i have never ever 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 not once seen it work not once and so that's that's where that last line comes from just listen when i tell you i know you don't feel it it doesn't feel that way you don't see it just listen when i tell you get out of there um, and, uh, and yeah, that's a tough one. And that one gets some negative responses, but that's okay. As long as even negative responses stuff is sometimes good because at least they have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, again, that's, that's what I want. There's, you know, some comments that are asking about, you know, what if it's family? How do you, does well, the advice well, stay the same? Yeah, of course it does. And so the, the people who will defend, we know where they are. You know, we know where they are. They're the ones I'm talking to. And, and so they're the ones that, that have recognized themselves in that situation. And they'll be like, Steve, you're so judgy. Mm -hmm. Well, ask yourself why that one hit you so hard. Because I wasn't talking to you. I don't know you. So ask yourself why that hit you so hard. If you see yourself in that situation, don't be mad at me. I don't treat you that way. I don't even know you. Just pay attention to why that hurts you so much. And if it hurts you so much because it's true, uh, then good news. You've identified it. That pain is your identification of it and, and navigate it. And if you want to send a, a, a message uh, to, to our email or you want to try and get through on a DM, great then send and we'll even help you through it but um but getting at, mad at me that's get, getting angry at the mirror will never change what it's reflecting mm -hmm. ever you want to see something different you got to be something different i love that quote that we posted sometimes it takes 10 years to get that one year that will change your life to get to sometimes no you keep going mm -hmm. you're killing it Sometimes it takes 10 years to get that one year that will change your life. Yeah. I think that's what we were saying earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's, it's, um, you don't really see it until later. You know, you, you don't really see it when you're going through it. You just kind of have to be, it's, it's like weight loss, any sort of change. It, it's, you just get through your day. Let me, yesterday I cheated six times. Let me cheat four today. <laughs> let me cheat four today. And let me cheat, you know, and then suddenly you're like, oh, I, you know, I've gone three days without cheating. And then slowly you, you, you're feeling a little better. Maybe you, you, you went a little, you, you clicked up one more time on, uh, on um, 
uh, one more incline on your treadmill, or maybe you walked an extra block, whatever it is, the day to day, you don't see it so much. It's the battles. But then like three weeks later, you're like, you, you, you finally have the courage to get on a scale and you're like, huh, or better yet, you run into someone and they're like, hey, you look great. You dropping some pounds. And then suddenly you're like, ta-da. So then you see it. But, but while you're in it, you don't often see it. And so, yeah, sometimes it does take that time. So, and, and sometimes you don't have the picture till those years later. Think about relationships. You know, we know that when we go out of one relationship into the next and you, you play hopscotch in relationships, that shit never happens. N nothing good happens in that. Mm -hmm. You do end up having that little time of like, oh, this sucks being alone. It sucks being alone. You're like, oh, man, I'm alone. And then slowly as time goes by, you're like, oh, man, I'm alone. And, you know, it's, it's just the whole vibe changes and you're in a healthier place to be in a better relationship. Sometimes it does take a year, two years. Sometimes it takes 10 years. Sometimes, but you're able to look back and it might be 10 years later that you're like, dude, if that hadn't happened to me, I would still be stuck in that hell. That hadn't happened to me. So yeah, sometimes again, it takes that distance in, in time, not just space, but time. It takes that distance to get a healthy, what do we all know, perspective on, on this. And that's whether you're having a good year or a bad year, remember that's perspective. I really love Shakespeare's quote in, in Hamlet, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And it's a really a conversation on perspective. And, uh, and I love that written by Shakespeare, whoever Shakespeare was, I love it. Whoever she was. Looks like maybe whoever she was. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that that's leaning that way. I think right? that the general consensus yeah. is leaning that she was a she. Yeah. And she was awesome, an amazing writer. I love that movie, Shakespeare in Love. Just a side note. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, that was the sound of a part of Stephanie dying. <laughs> I don't know what Shakespeare in Love is. I don't know what that it's is. It's just is that a movie like a about Shakespeare. It's like a love movie. Oh, of course. You, hadn't, you have is. not seen it. Did anyone get punched in the face? <laughs> Yes, actually, Shakespeare did. How dare you? No wonder. Now I can see it. Have some respect it was for good. Sir William Shakespeare. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. It's really good. And she pretends to be a boy so she can act in it. Cool. Anyway. All right. <laughs> when they can't. Gwyneth, you know, Gwyneth's my friend. So that's it. Now I can't say anything. Yeah. Sure, it's an amazing movie. It was really good. When we were learning about Shakespeare in uh, when I was a freshman, I watched that movie because we were, we're. I thought maybe that would give me a one up, but how'd that go? Didn't go very right. well. Well, you tried it. <laughs> you gave <laughs> it a great whirl. <laughs> you were. It sounds like you had my high school philosophy. <laughs> Although you went to school, my thing was that they wanted you to go, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" And here's, I went. But I would like play soccer outside with my friends during my classes. Were you the like, literally you would climb out the window or is that just something that you say? First of all, you yes, you've heard the story. I literally climbed out of the window. Right. I wasn't a great student, but a good climber. And um, I was just bored. Again, I, I was just bored. I think that 
if I was more vocal about how I felt, if I had, um, if it was a different time and I felt like I could have been more vocal, I think that if I had uh, contacted the counselor and told them how I was feeling about school, if I had talked to my parents, if I had different parents, like if, if I, if other things were in motion, we would, we would have adjusted maybe my stuff, but but no, I was a good climber. And yes, I literally at times, if I saw my friends having fun outside, I would open the window and climb out. <laughs> yeah, funny. I was not great. Because now as an adult, I'm like, there is a teacher there that first of all is younger than I am uh-huh. now. You know, like a teacher just trying to do their, their job and, and a fucking students climbing out of the window. <laughs> like, that's not their fault. Like, you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine how disrespectful that was? But so I laugh about it now, but I look at it in all different directions and I'm like, this teacher just trying to, this teacher just trying to teach you the glass menagerie or, or, uh, what's the one, can I tend the rabbits, George? What's that nonsense? Um, of mice and men, you know, they're just trying to read you this stuff. And it's like, this teacher didn't do anything, but go to college and want to work. And then your dumbass is in their class trying to climb out of the window. Like I look at it differently um because i'm an adult and i'm not 14 anymore um but when i was 14 that was badass (laughs) all right moving on when they can't control or manipulate you they smear you yeah i mean that's when doesn't that happen to me i mean it happens i think in, in so many relationships whether it's personal, intimate, public, professional, I think that that just around, well, people will try to control you or they'll try to control the narrative, mm-hmm. uh, the story of you. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's, a, it's an interesting thing. You see it in politics. You see it in, I think, just about everywhere. I think that's a, just a very human thing. You see it with uh, theology, you know, um, making Mary Magdalene synonymous with being some sort of prostitute. Like, these things, when they you can't control that narrative, uh, you, you, when you can't control the person, you control the narrative. Uh, any sort of any sort of power uh, is usually uh, brought on by and and enhanced with uh, some sort of manipulation. And and it's it's um, in the individual, it's usually not not great. Anyone who's been in any sort of relationship that ended again, business or personal. The, the narrative, the fight for the narrative is, is sometimes the most nasty. You know what I love? It's the, uh, it ain't what they call you. It's what you answer it's, it's to. It's what you answer to. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's good on personal note for, for people who are smeared, for people who are attacked that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I posted the Freedom Tower and the people who weren't saying that I was a military, uh, insurrectionist were saying that i'm an illuminati because it was by 33rd street like all right well there's that (laughs) (laughs) all right have a great day you know it's like it's not just me walking in new york city think this is a beautiful picture take a picture it's not that it's not it goes along with every picture i'm posting three or four times a day it's not that it's that i'm sending a secret message to my fellow Illuminatis, you know, as you I'm know. <laughs> as I'm working at, at I'm at work, walking through the city at 9 a.m. Like if I had it all figured out, would I my ass be out here freezing? It's not, it's not a thing. 
See, you know what doesn't help is that we have to ban scammers and things all the time from the page. And there's comments that we have to ban that say like, join the Illuminati. Be like, and it doesn't help. And some people like who are super like, when I posted, I post 21 year old Steve in his military uniform. Yeah. And current me while I'm wearing an American veteran thing. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my brothers and sisters who serve. Awesome. Right. So security forces forward security forces in the air force for, for, and, and, uh, you see the medals, you see that stuff in that picture. And I have to ban people who are like, oh, so now you help people and that clears your conscience of being part of the death squads. Jeez. It's like, oh, so you gun down a bunch of people, get called a hero, and now you post some quotes and you're a good person. It's like, all right, have a great day, everybody. That'd be <laughs> it. I, would- I know how you feel about it, but it's to me, it's like, I'm just so used to it now. It's like, um, it's, it's just, you'll just get a random, yeah, you'll get a random comment. It's like, hey, the, the thing you just said, stay, you know, go to where the love is. And then um, one of the comments is like, what's it like to be a multi-mass murderer? It's like, oh, great. Awesome. I mean, don't miss my chocolate cake story. Like, that's, <laughs> what do you say to that? Like, there's nothing you can say. And so people are going to, uh, going to be like that. <laughs> it's just what it is. You can. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter unless you make it matter. And so you have to find that emotional self defense. And when people are trying to change the narrative on you, that's just that's just how it goes. You look when I wrote "Steal Fire from the Gods." You know, I wrote "Steal Fire from the Gods" to to have this incredibly encouraging story. Um, an incur- incredibly encouraging uh, blog post uh, to show like, dude, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just do it. Get there. Rise. Get there. Become. Act as if and so shall you be. Like I'm doing fucking theological shit in real life. Get up. Yes, you can go from being in the, on a military squad to making $500 every two weeks. You can go there from being quoted and posted by Forbes 300 times. You can go there. Uh, and then they're like, Meh. we're going to take six posts out of the past 40,000 and shit on this guy. Like, you're like, and you can't defend yourself. You're like, you can't. You're like, all right that's what you got out of that awesome like that's just it but you have to remember it's just the small it's such a small percentage and that's just you know it's it's just a small percentage and especially in today's culture where where it doesn't you know it 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 doesn't pay nobody cares about the positive spin stories they want to hear the scandals. They want to hear. They want to tear down a statue. They want to put up a different statue. They want to tear down a a, a a a process like they. So in that time, you just have to know that it just comes with that. And a lot of the people writing those things and saying those things, whether they believe it or not, it doesn't matter. That's how they're making money. And it, and if I 
you know, um, if you make more money, instead of saying Dawn's great story, Dawn's living a great story right now. Uh, instead of if you do like like what what happens to me that I always joke about, you write a story about Dawn and overcoming a surprise this and she comes back and she's like, great. Ten people are like, way to go, Dawn. But then did you know that she picks two books? Do you know why she doesn't pick three? And did you know how she picked that other book? 150,000 people are reading that article. And it's just the way that it is. And it's not even necessarily the person writing the article. They're feeding their family too. And if you show me that 150,000, when I do something scandalous about Dawn's book choices, I get 150,000 people I can tell an advertiser are looking at it as opposed to her badass get up and rise story that, that only 1,000 people look at. I have to pick the scandalous story. And that's what they do. So in defense of in defense of the shitty people who write shitty things, that's it's because people are reading it. And so that just becomes this the the place we're in. So in that quote, you know, because it's happening to so many people in professional and personal and relationships and and people who go through nasty divorces. I know some of you and 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 a whole lot of those. Uh, people on the main page who sent DMs and commented, a lot of those nasty divorces had to do with one of the one of the people in the divorce hijacking the narrative, and 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 then of course weaponizing it with kids and family and all that stuff. So so having that emotional self defense for 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 keeping it from happening, and also having the emotional self defense for when it does happen. Is really really important. Mm. Melissa writes, "Their opinion doesn't matter." And you have that quote: "Your opinion is not my reality," and I love that. And that came from too many times crying in the fetal fetal position when I was young, and you know I was thirty something doing this, and I was I was really in my mid twenties when I started this, but when it started really impacting people, I was. I was 30 something, 32, 33, like when I was really just in, like, especially with them, that podcast was going before they were called podcasts. It's like a half a million listeners, like every single episode. And it was just so many. And, but I was still so young and I, I didn't, you know, you, you know that your intentions, like, you know, your intentions, right? So like, you know who you are. Now, if that translates or not, you're not sure, but you know who you are. So I knew like at that time, I'm like, dude, I'm killing it. I am you know, what I'm doing with our stuff around the world. What I'm doing with this is behind the scenes. You're never going to see me holding up a check for in front of people. I'm doing that. I, I was killing it. And then you, that was like the beginning of having people be like, yeah, but, 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 but. like what? Like, why would you even say that? Like, that's you. We all want somebody doing something good, and you have somebody doing something good. Why would you try and kill that? And I and I never understood it. And it would, it would, it would hurt so much. Like, I I really would be. I'd feel physical pain from people saying things about me that weren't true, and vilifying me in a place that I that I was, I felt like I was doing so good. Like nobody's doing this. Why wouldn't you say anything, but how can I help? 
Um, but that's just not how that goes. And nothing changed. The only thing that changed is the way that I adapt to when, when people do that. And while you're doing, while you're insulting me, while you're saying that, we're, we're changing the world. So you keep doing that and I'll keep changing the world. You can keep critiquing on how I'm doing it, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, that's, but that took a while. And so Melissa writing that, the quote that we have and, and recognizing, even seeing some of these faces, I keep looking down here. Most people watching this video are going to be like, he was sleeping the whole time. No, but I see me there, but I see all of you here. I'd much rather see all of you. And, um, but you know, recognizing how some of you are just nodding. It's because you figured this out also. And you probably went from the fetal position pain to now like, I listen, just whatever. Again, okay, one plus one is six. Awesome. Have a great day, everybody. You know, just, that's fine. Enjoy, enjoy, you know? And so it's just, just hand them like a banana. Just do something random. If we're doing random shit, just here's a banana, whatever. It's funny because the, the years that you really need it, like, you know, those late teens, early, mid twenties, like, oh man, I wish I knew this stuff. Yeah. I think that's like where you get those, those type of quotes and reflections um, that how youth is wasted on the young, Yeah, you know, you, that's where you get that. Um, um, uh, I, I want to say it was Mark Twain again. Um, but he said he has a quote uh, where where he, there was like an old man, like a homeless old man. And he, and he, he said, you know, old man, uh, um, you've been given two gifts. As a child, you were given two gifts, youth and good advice. Once, once, one thou hast lost and the other thrown away. And so um, that's how, you know, as... As Denise, as Denise points out, we try to tell them they don't, they, they don't listen. And so that's, you know, sometimes you're just not equipped to, to be at that level yet. And, you, and, and it is why it's so popular that it is wisdom. And you've heard me say it in here, even talking about my mom, on how a lot of the stuff I credit her with wisdom, she'll never know that I did. Because as I get older, the wiser she gets some of the stuff that I was like, why would you blah, 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 even like the uh, lentils, yeah. like even the lentils, like, why would you, if your kid's telling you that he does, like, why would you insist? Now I'm older. I'm like, oh, you, you were poor. By the way, we grew up poor as shit. And you had two lunatic kids and you were trying to put protein in these kids. And that's how you did it. And you're from, and where you're from, these aren't disgusting, right? Because where you're from, you don't have 25 pizzerias, a Burger King, a Taco Bell, a Subway. Like you don't have any of that, right? They had like a tree down the street. I don't know what they had, but they didn't have that. And so um, I didn't ever get to tell her that. Like, oh, you were just trying to feed your family <laughs> with the with the money that your husband, she didn't work at that time because we were young, young. Um, you were trying to feed your family with the money you're, at that time, my dad was like a handyman. Like he later on became a general contractor, but this one, like I'm, a, I'm not a child, child anymore. I'm like a toddler, these stories. 
And so, yeah, you did, that was like a handyman. He was making like $3 a day. Look, who knows what he was making? He was akin to a day laborer, really. And so you were just trying to feed your family. And so, um, again, the older I get, the wiser she was. But um, I think that that's just the way that that goes. If you listen to today's music or watch one of those TikToks, geez, then you just know there's no philosophy in there. There's no philosophy in there. Just let them ride it out. And then like us, like most of my audience, after they hit a couple of bumps and bruises, the stuff that good old Steve's saying turns out to be not so fluffy, fluffy. Maybe there is some stuff to this. Yeah, you just need some, you need a couple of bumps and bruises to understand it. Yeah. Thanks, Don, for that comment. That it definitely makes a lot of sense. Wisdom comes from our perspective of yeah. life. The young do not have perspective and their brains are not equipped really they are not finished with the formative stage first of all that comes from dawn is there any more evidence that she is a ninja at the youthful mind mm -hmm. there's none than that statement that is that is someone who has been immersed <laughs> in that but yeah i mean it's like what we were saying before like you they don't they they just see a bunch of trees they don't know they're in a forest yet they're not they haven't reached that point yet and so yeah they don't um they don't have that perspective. And really the, the part of our brain that makes us us and rational uh, doesn't really even fully evolve until you're 25. You know, so it's, it's a, um, yeah, the prefrontal cortex, not until you're 25. And so, yeah, 25 years old. And so um, that's when you're, and they say that it's men and women um, it is, is the same, but it's not. So, you can imagine that it's women get there first, um, but either way, 25. So just to think about all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I had I had an entire military service filled with everything you can imagine. Um, and when I got out, I was still three years away from being allowed to rent a car. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, how did you let me sign that contract and hand over an M60 machine gun? 550 rounds a minute come out of that. Well, 1,100 yards per round. They come out so fast that every fifth round is what's called a tracer round because you can't see where it's going. So every fifth round is a tracer round, so it looks, like a be, uh, it looks like a laser. It looks like a laser when you're shooting it. And they put you on top of a Humvee because you're the one that scares the shit out of everyone else so your team can get in position. And they tell your 18-year-old self, first they tell you, Maraboli, you're a, an amazing 60-gunner. I, I, I mean, you're amazing. You could do this. You can survive. You're uh, incredible. Your team's lucky to have you. You might be the best 60 gutter. Right. And then they put side note. Average time of survival for a 60 gunner in battle is nine seconds. Because you want to get rid of that dude right away. We're proud to have you here, man. You tell that to an 18 year old. And then you do all that you go and you experience, you know, I experience what I experienced. And then you're like, oh, I can't, I can't rent a car. <laughs> like, what? 
Like what? But so again, that cortex, that cortex isn't even there. You can't tell a 26 year old, Hey, take this gun and go talk shit somewhere else <laughs> and tell us how that goes. By the way, hold it while you jump out of the, see how most people get into an airplane. It flies and then it comes down and they get out. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to break that process. <laughs> And you're just going to jump out while it's still up there with your gun. See you guys later. Tell that to a 26-year-old. They're like, what? No, thanks. Have a great day. Tell it to an 18-year-old. And they say, thank you. Thank you proudly. Give me two M60s. Let me carry this guy on my shoulders. I, I don't even need the airplane. I'll just fucking run over there. The mindset's totally different. And uh, when I look back on it now, it's like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's the front. Yeah, you better catch you before before I'm thinking. Before I'm a thinking person, you know they have that expression. You get the soldiers young when they're young, dumb, and full of woo woo ideas. <laughs> so, so that's just how that goes. And so, um, it's really really important that that you do recognize what Dawn said, which is they they don't have that perspective. So even even if what you say, you know, and I think that this is what that's gets tackled in like Disney type movies uh, and these type of teenage type movies, those, those stories are tackled in there uh, so that they can be maybe picked up in some way concept for, for the younger minds. Yeah. Right. The quote, your beliefs don't make you a better person. Your behavior does. Yeah. Your behavior reveals always. Yeah. Behavior is, is words are just that. Words are sometimes expressive noises, most of the time distracting noises. And most of the time when people are talking, you're just listening to what they say to themselves. You're just listening to the internal dialogue that's allowed out. And that's, that's really it. For the most part, it's just behavior. It's, it's just recognizing, um, again, what, what priorities are what ethics are, uh, recognizing who, who shows up, who's who and what's what. You've heard me say that before. Behavior indicates that. Words are words. And sometimes words are, are the greatest intentions. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But intentions, maybe they have a lot of weight in the spiritual world. I don't know. But here they don't. Here, here they don't. Here on this planet, in this world, intending to do 100 sit-ups is doing zero sit-ups. You know, intending to to call somebody and, and say you're thinking of them is not calling someone and saying you're thinking of them. Like, so behavior is what matters. It's recognition of, of, of people's lives, recognition of respect, recognition of situation, recognition of appreciation. All of those things are behaviors. Um, and, and from a writer, I'm a, I'm a writer, um, but, but for those of you who know me and people who know me in my life, my behaviors are so much better than anything I could ever write. Um, and so, you know, you stay focused on your stuff. I'm, I'm like a, a I'm like a cyclical machine, um, in my behavior. And so I think that's really important. And for, for people who want to make a change in their lives and also identify the who's who and the what's what. I think having that, having behavior way more 
uh, and way as in W-E-I-G-H, have more weight um, in, in your life when, when thinking about them, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about them and saying, all right, well, they say nice things. What do they do? And even in it yourself, wow, I say these things, but what do I do? And it's a good way to gauge yourself and your interest in something or your desire to do something. Oh, I really want to get fit. And then you don't do anything. Well, then do I really want to get fit? Well, let me think about it. Well, yeah, I do. I want to be healthier. I want to be whatever. I have a, I have to get into this dress in June. I have to get into this suit, whatever it is, whatever it is that motivates you. There's no good or bad. Find something that motivates you. Um, and so, yeah, I do. Well, well then shit, I, I have to step this up. I have to make sure my behavior, someone watching, it's the gauge effect, right? If some, the observer gauge, if someone watching wouldn't know that that's your goal, then you're lying to yourself and everyone else. If you have to tell someone, it's kind of like, what's the quote? If, if, if you have to tell someone you're a lady, you're not, if you have to tell someone a Christian, you're doing it wrong, you know, that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with anything where it's like, it's like, if you have to tell somebody, I'm really into this, I'm really into fitness, I'm really into, you know, then, then you're probably not. They should just see it. They should just see it, whether it's a month after you're doing it and, um, and, uh, and someone's like, hey, something different about you, you drop a couple of pounds. Um, and so it's, it's like that it's like that boom that's the dopamine that keeps you going but telling people it's it's almost the surest way to not do it yeah it's almost the surest way to not do it oh everyone has such great comments about this yeah i like that i like that a lot and and that's exactly right what don wrote you know it's called character what you do when no one is watching that's just just behavior like that's that's behavior it's it's the showing up, you know, it's the, it's, isn't it incredible? Like how few people show up like for their lives, for your lives, for what they say, for what you like, how few people just show up and they're there unconditionally. That's just so rare. Um, and if you could be one of those people, if you could be one of those people for yourself, even show up for yourself before you're like, wow, this person doesn't respect me. Pay attention to whether you respect you. This person doesn't keep promises to me. Pay attention to whether you keep promises to you. You know, it, it, we, we teach people through our behavior, not our words. It's through our behavior that we teach people. When someone walks into your house and it's immaculate and it's like, you take off your shoes without even asking. They didn't have to say shit. You take off your shoes because their behavior set a standard for your behavior when you're around them, right? It's a standard you set. Flip that around. You walk into someone's house and there's just chaos everywhere. You're not, you're not taking off your shoes. You're eating on the couch. You're like, it doesn't, and, and it doesn't seem to matter. Again, they set a standard. It's behavior. Neither is good or bad, but it's the behavior. It's bad if they want to set that standard, but they're not. It's their behavior that's going to say, I wish people would take off their shoes when they walked in the house, but it's chaos. It's your behavior that's going to set a standard. And so we have to know that that is character, that is behavior, that is standards that you set. And, and they are not set with words. 
And we're seeing that in, in the political movements now on both sides here in the United States, where you have words saying, hey, don't do this, everybody, and then behaviors, they're doing what they told everyone not to do. And so you're seeing that on both sides and, and neither are met with, oh, it's solely understandable. No, it's met with how people meet with hypocrisy. So figure out the hypocrisy around you, but, but really more healthy is to uh, pay attention to and figure out the, the hypocrisy within you. You can't expect any other standard from someone else to treat you that you're not treating yourself with. Does anyone have any questions? It's 317. Nothing? I killed it? Are we here? Let me see if we're here on Monday. Here, I here have Monday. A, a quick question, and this is just because I have a, a friend who is battling their fourth round with cancer, and they basically did get it from um, exposure to uranium when they were in Afghanistan. And I was thinking as they have cancer in multiple parts of their body, do we learn from our choices to become a fighter through life? Or is it we were born with that essence of personality? I know I'm not saying it right, but I've been grappling with this for like a couple of days of, you know, Mayo can't help them. This is, it. I mean, they've been going to Mayo now for six years and it's just, I said, you know, keep up the good fight. But if you don't, I understand. I mean, through what I went through in my own life. And I just started thinking, how do we make ourselves fighters? We, we have a, a predisposition. So, so there's a, there's a predisposition. What's almost never spoken about is, is how we are genetic libraries of all our ancestors that we're able to reproduce. And so just like, and I've said this before, just like you can all see that I'm not Chinese or Swedish, it's because my genetic predisposition comes from the library that I come from, my parents. And so I have the predisposition to have this color hair, this color skin. This is the whitest I have ever been in my entire life, by the way. This is the whitest I have ever been. Um, and this is just my skin. It's what I look like, my hair, it's what I look like. I'm as tall as I am tall. It, it's, it's just how it is. So I have the predisposition for this. Now within that predisposition, I am the tallest. I am the healthiest. I, you know, so you can, you can go into and you can max out that predisposition, but you can't go like, I can't be seven feet tall, no matter how much I exercise and how healthy I was, but I can max out the predisposition of Maraboli genetics, right? But the, and everyone knows this, and we've talked about this for, for a long time in the medical community, but what we haven't talked about is internally. Some of them you do. So you go into the doctor and like, does you have a family history of heart disease, X, Y, Z? And why do they ask you that? Because if you have a family history of it, that exponentially increases your, your possibility of it because you have a genetic predisposition. What they don't talk about is you know, the organs that are vital, like, I don't know, your brain and everything that happens in it. So when I have, when I come from a family of people who are survivors and travelers and 
and and people who roam and people who like my dad just left everything and just I'm going to start fresh here from zero. When I come from that, then my predisposition and when people ask like, why do you love to travel so much? Why don't don't you want this, that and the other thing? And when they explain to me what they would love because they've been 10 generations in the same town, they would love this and add all this. When they explain their dream to me, I feel a prison cell because I'm not from that. I don't come from that. My, I'm traveling. I'm around the world. Again, even when I start a company, I don't do it locally. I can do fine locally. No, I have to be in 30 countries. I have to, it, it's just how that goes. So that's the predisposition and you can maximize that. Also comes with when going gets tough, when I have found myself in, in tough situations, my predisposition towards those ancestors who have been in tough situations, right? So you have a predisposition for it. So in this situation where someone's been swimming in depleted uranium, basically, which was designed to absolutely kill everything that it touches. And we do have so many soldiers and so many people who who um, were surrounded by that in Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, and so, so in those places and the people around it and the people who weren't in any part of the war, civilians who were just were around it and it was a it was a confetti dropping of depleted uranium and so um when they do find themselves in this fight a fourth round of chemo that sucks that sucks and that breaks your soul it breaks your heart and you definitely find yourself in the do I want to feel this way? If is, is this what victory feels this way? If I want, it's the conversation that I had with my mom. My mom was a fighter, fighter, fighter until she wasn't. So she had that predisposition to to be strong, to be badass. You find out, you know, because of her cancer um, for the last few weeks, and I didn't know this while she's fighting. The last few weeks. Every bone in her body's broken. Jeez, and she's still fighting. And so at what point did she, it was the next round that she was like, dude, I just, I just can't. I'm not going to live on cancer's terms. I'm going to die on my own. And that she politely excused herself from that battle. For your friend, I, there is nothing that, there's a predisposition to be a fighter, to be tough. And then life throws you into that circumstance, right? That's you, you, Steph quoted Eleanor Roosevelt earlier. It's, it's, but, but quoting her again, talking about that, that tea bag, right? She has the tea bag quote. You, 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 you don't know the strength of yourself until you're in hot water. That's, um, uh, that's where that goes. And so you do find out a lot about yourself and, and the, the, the people around the patient can pick up and see that strength and be uh, admire that strength and see where they can put that in their own lives. But as for the patient, they have a predisposition to what kind of fighter they are. And life puts them in situations where they step up and rise or they shrink. You're in your fourth round, fifth round. You didn't shrink. 
you didn't shrink. This thing's been trying to kill you the whole time and you're fighting it off. And the weird thing about chemo and radiation is it's also trying to kill you, but it's trying to kill it first. So it's like just this, this weird balance of, of you keep introducing enemies to you. And, um, and so the answer to your question is they're, they're born with a predisposition but the situations that they get put in, Dawn, reveal them. And you see, like, dude, you were always a fighter. But wow, I didn't know you were so badass. And if they and if they keep if they keep going, then you fought that shit like Sir William Wallace, you're yelling freedom the last second. But if they also bow out. It's because that's where it went. And a lot of times for that, and, and again, I can't ask her. And I wouldn't have known to ask her until now. Mom's leaning on 10 years. Did you quit because you saw how it was kicking my dad's ass? Wow. Like, you're strong and you, you had a conversation. Did you quit? because you saw it was kicking my dad's ass? Did you start feeling bad that I was sitting here every day? And you, in typical mom form, you know, there's a great quote that a mother, a mother is, um, it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill it, but it's something to the degree of a mother is the person who in a room full of five people and, and a, uh, immediately tells everyone how she never really liked apple pie because she sees there's only four slices. Sounds like I'm a bum. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's, it's that. So mm -hmm. I would want to ask my mom, just like I would want to ask your friend, you went through four. Are you, are, do you want to quit because you can't do it anymore? And, and, and what does what way? Maybe it really sucks in it. And you feel intuitively also when, when they're, drilling you to the bone like this you get some intuitions that you and i don't have i'm sure you you felt that dawn when you were in your situation you probably had a, a side of yourself that you hadn't known existed and some some touch of 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 the spiritual woo woo that that can only be described as that that it was absolutely accurate but we don't really have words for i'm sure you had that well they have that too so is this is this is this person who is strong as hell going through this? Are they saying I just can't do it anymore? Are they solely referring to the treatment, or are they watching this thing age the person they love, beat them up, and you just say, Ugh, "It's, it's." Um, I mean, I know that in my own life, I have I have people close to me, um, one of my cousins especially. <laughs> where I've said silly things, you know, how people have like a do not resuscitate. Mm -hmm. Mine's like, I have a deal with him. I'm like, bro, you're going to, you go to jail for murder. Like if I'm in, if something happens to me and I'm in some sort of wheel, if I'm like Stephen Hawking, mm -hmm. you wheel my ass down a hill into a lake. You, you get, <laughs> you get out. You do not let anybody push me anywhere. You don't let anyone change my diaper. Like that becomes nobody's job. There's nobody worried about that. You roll me out. You roll my ass into the Long Island Expressway. I get hit by a car. You cover me with a pillow. You do whatever you got to do, but you do not, you do not, um, 
do that. You have mm-hmm. to be, I don't want to be that for any human being. Um, uh, and, and then like a few years ago, playing soccer, I twisted my ankle. And this asshole shows up with a pillow. <laughs> I'm like, well, I twisted my ankle. This wasn't a, I'm not in a wheelchair. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Dawn, the predisposition to how you handle adversity is already there based on your ancestors. You can maximize it and you could be the light of it because of situations that you're in. But in the end, there's a lot of factors that go with it. And I, and I do know if his wife's devastated and, 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 and he's seeing that and, and if he has kids, if he, you know, there's a lot of factors that sometimes, sometimes, and again, I can't ask her, but I would not be surprised. Sometimes the greatest act that you feel you can do is politely excuse yourself from the whole thing. You know, at, at best case scenario, after four of these, at best case scenario, you're going to be taking care of me for a while. Or, or you could bring me flowers every Sunday, cry, but also move on with your life. And so I think that's what I would be thinking. Again, I, I've, I've said that before anything I said that. And so um, the predisposition for it is there, just like yours, Dawn, was there. Um, and you get to maximize it. It reveals to you uh, who you are. And if, if we had better documentation of our past like if we had yearbooks of all our ancestors you know like here's my great 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 not only would you see twins not only would you think you're your great 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 greats twin like literally twin uh, because everything's cyclical but you would see oh this person like this and this person like this and and your great 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 she liked to be reading two things at a time you're like wait what and you would see like these identical things and um um, you know, cheers to, cheers to your friends that are going through this and to their families. It sucks. There's no, aside from it revealing what true love is and true commitment and true companionship, aside from that, it, 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 the unfortunate bill that you pay for that is incredible heartache. And, uh, and to, you asked a simple question and I spoke for three hours, but the answer is a predisposition. You, you are born it, but life reveals how much of it you evolve into. Did I put you to sleep, Steph? No. Thank oh. you. That, that does help because I know a lot of people put in the chat things with the cancer. And why I was putting that out here to this group is, everyone who's lived through something with cancer, we've all now been affected and changed of how we will interact and will fight through our life. I mean, I know from my experience when my daughter was six and she had to hear them say, well, when we put the new heart in your mom, we have to stop it. So it no longer becomes Terry's heart, but Terry's heart becomes Dawn's heart and it may not start again. And then she's dead. I mean, that fucked with my daughter's head for years. Sure. I may not have been here. So that's why I kind of put that out there. Do we have situations for fighters? Yeah, you know what it is? It's a, um, and again, like it, the, the percentages are low because there's so many people 
it happens to a lot of people, you know? And so it, it is something, and again, at six, I mean, you're, 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 you're learning how to write, you know, stop, you know, you're learning what a stop sign is and how to spell it. And, and also the side note, we're going to, we're actually going to kill her and then bring her back. <laughs> you know, you know, the one you're kind of, you're six. So you're kind of attached. I'm like, geez, I, I don't know that there's any way to, um, to, I think it would be like the doctors, you know, their, what do they call that bedside manner to present that in a way that's less impactful, but I don't know how you say that less impactful. Um, but I do know that somewhere that's going to turn something uh, awesome for her. That's going to, that's going to reveal something to her. She's, she's, she's going to mention that at some point in, in, in some way that uh, what that's helped sculpt her into and her view into it. I imagine that later on in my life, I'd be like, when I was six, they told me my mom could possibly die. What are you getting like? You know what I mean? And I would eventually turn that into something badass, but it'll definitely kick your ass for a bit. Yeah. Steph, another show. He's going like show. an hour and a half. And I could go longer, but um, but these are going for like an hour and a half. And so I'm enjoying it. We'll be back Monday's MLK day, but I'll still be here. And so <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it Monday uh mlk day um usually on mlk day i get invited to speak places but doesn't look like that's happening yeah. uh and if it does i'll let you all know and we'll switch it to like tuesday or something but um for now we'll keep it monday it, hopefully we we keep control of our own bullshitified group we'll post in there and i hope you all have an amazing week love you all catch you next time